I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. What are Missy's thoughts as the camera opens and we hear muffled yelling from what is presumably Coco, the doctor that they were in the the room with, and you feel the piece of wood stabbed into your heart? While riding the wave of this frenzy that has come over you, yeah. Well, I think Missy. I, I, I mean, in a in a fit of frenzy, to be staked, I think probably angers her. But then I think slowly, um, you know, like uh, like <laughs> things are going fine, and then all of a sudden everything just goes into that weird slow motion kind of a effect. I think that's what's happening. Like she's angry, but. All of a sudden, it's this very slow movement, like she maybe even reaches for the stake to try to pull it out, but her hand isn't going there. It's not landing on it, and I think she slowly fades out of consciousness. As the things you are currently experiencing are slowing down and the sounds become more and more muffled, they start to become more and more recognizable, because now... They are an argument between your mother and who is her most recent man? Most recent man? The one that is currently having a fight with her in the other room. Oh, I don't know who the most recent man is, but that voice I hear. Oh, it sounds like, uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, Chuck, that's right. He always liked to make stupid rhymes with his name. Chuck. It's Chuck. Chuck, and he likes to fuck. Oh my god, just stop. They're not even funny. No. He's Uh, Chuck, and one day he'll buy a truck. That's the level of his intelligence. What an absolutely fabulous person. He's the worst. So Chuck and June are having an argument, and... As usual, it's about you. So now I will ask Dream Missy, where is she when they're having this argument that you can very clearly hear? Dream Missy is just being brought home by the truant officer from school. She skipped school again. And she's being brought in is not the first time this is not the second time they are pretty familiar with this truant officer by this point and missy there is i think apprehension she doesn't want to go home but she doesn't want to go back obviously go back to school so she is kind of caught between two very strong feelings of course what does uh, what does Missy in this memory look like? What is she wearing? 
Missy is wearing uh, a pair of beat-up black shorts, jeans, uh, ripped-up black tights. Um, she's wearing a shirt that is, it has a band name on it, but it's its so faded that you can't really tell what the band name was. You can just see some faded graphics. Um, it also is ripped up. She has a black hoodie with some different patches on it. Um, her hair is black, dyed with uh, cheap dollar store black hair dye. It's a little patchy. Um, you can tell it was, she tried to straighten it one time, but it, it kind of didn't work out so well. Um, it's a little greasy. It's a little messed up. Um, and her makeup is dark, dark eyeshadow, dark lots of eyeliner, um, quickly applied, kind of rough. And she's tired looking like she this is um she hasn't slept she hasn't slept well in in days and she has um some concealer on her left eye that was not the right color where she tried to cover up a black eye this truant officer that you've run into on more than one occasion do are you what's your relationship with him resent him uh i think there's a little bit of a there's resentment but there's no he's not a real cop i mean what's what did he do like i i kind of think hey this guy doesn't really have the authority to be doing these things he's probably just in this dead-end gig because he did something stupid uh he probably planted evidence or something um and now he's a truant officer at a school uh so i mean yeah i have to do what he says but i mean why why would i care um he doesn't have any real authority um but he keeps bringing me back and i'm tired of dealing with him as he's driving, you will catch his eyes on the rearview mirror looking back to you. Just looks at you, sees that you're harumphing, and keeps driving. And then he hits a red light, and he looks back. This time, he'll actually turn a little bit and say, You know, Miss Gray, I don't like having to keep doing this. I don't like having to see your face. Shouldn't you be buying donuts for the real cops? <sighs> One of these days, you'll thank me for this, for bringing you back so that you can go to school and get a proper education and make something of yourself. Like you did? He doesn't say anything as the car just lurches forward with the green light, not wanting to re-engage with this bratty teenager that he's trying to do a good, good job with. And at the next stop sign, he just like, your, your house is on the next stop. We will continue to drive you towards your house. Mm. What are... I really don't want to call you present missies. <laughs> um, you can call me present missy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> present missy, what are you thinking as these memories ref 
resurface to you in a time where you're already very angry. Oh, Missy's making a mental note. Find that truant officer. Eat him. He probably isn't going anywhere in life. He probably hasn't gone anywhere in life after all this time. I should look him up, pay him a visit, see how I've made something of myself. Missy, remember his name? Did I? Officer, oh, truant officer Daniels. Write that down. Truant officers Daniels. I don't know his first name. I never asked. I've learned to write down names for NPCs that seemingly won't come back up, but then always fucking come back up. (laughs) Truant Officer Daniels pulls the squad car. It's not really a squad car. It just kind of has childproof locks. It has a little screen in it that's not really, like, bulletproof or anything like that. It's just almost as if this was a canine car that no longer carries a dog, but just had that separation between the front and back seats. And it just pulls up, and as he puts the car in park, he looks back to uh, memory, Missy, and is just gives you a, a nod. This is a song and dance you've been through before. And he gets out and comes around to your side to open the door. Emery Missy gets out, looks in the eye, and says, See you next Tuesday. Walks away. <laughs> he follows behind you up to the door. Uh, do you open it or do you wait for him? Dude, I mean, this is technically your house, so you can do whatever you want. But I wait for him. Sure. I want to see if he's going to follow me. He's not going to follow me. I'm not going in. This is a trick that he has fallen for before. So he definitely follows you up to the door, waits there next to the door for you to open it. And if you don't, he has knocked in the past. I will open the door and go in and attempt to close the door behind me as quickly as possible. If his hand gets in the way, so be it. There is a thunk as you hit a boot. And uh, from the living room, which the door opens up into, it's Chuck in his tank top, his denim jeans, his socks, and he's eating a sandwich as he looks to see who's coming in, sees you, and then sees the Officer Daniels at the door. Missies, what does your little house look like? Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's like low income apartment, like no up and no high grade anything. It's all just low end cheap. The, even the front door is just a hollow plywood, you know, punch right through. Like, give me a break. Uh, the furniture looks to be a mishmash of things just collected over time from various places. Probably some dumpster diving, some from garage sales, some from the other neighbors that just maybe left stuff behind as they moved out and this was, it was just taken in. So it's just a hodgepodge of different things. Um, Stained couch, stained uh, recliner, which Chuck calls his chair. Can't sit in it. Oh my God. Uh, There's a, a, an older TV uh, in the corner. Um, 
you have to go through a doorway to get to the kitchen. You have to go through down the hall to get to bedrooms. There's just the one bathroom. It's disgusting. Nobody's cleaning it. June's not cleaning it. Missy's not cleaning it. It's just a, a, a moldy, gross, just layers of ugh everywhere. Um, it does have the, the two bedrooms. Missy does have her own bedroom. However, it's uh, a mess. And uh, memory, Missy. You can describe what the bedroom posters and everything look like. There are at least two walls that are completely covered in ripped out um, magazine ads for different albums. Um, There are, uh, it's all kind of hodgepodge collaged onto the wall. So it's completely covering um, as much as possible. Uh, the one wall that isn't completely covered, you can tell uh, the wallpaper underneath it is is peeling. Um, there are stains uh, at the base of the floor. Uh, the carpet is peeling up. Um, she has a uh, sleeping bag that is also on the bed. Um, you can tell that she knows that she needs to be ready to go at any time. Um, there's a, a half-packed backpack um, hanging off of um, the corner of the bed. Uh, she has um, little plastic glow-in-the-dark stars uh, scattered across the ceiling. And um, a couple purses um, stuffed under the bed that look like they would have belonged to um, a much older woman. Uh, they are not, not the style of, of uh, anyone in their teens. Um, she also has um, a few uh, piles of clothes that are in the corner as well. Um, and there is a closet, but it's kind of dilapidated. Uh, the shelves are broken. And um, there's a uh, old um, shower curtain that is pulled across um, to replace the closet door. Fuck, I thought I was going to be depressing. No. No, no, no. With these images fresh in our minds, Chuck gets up, still chewing on his egg salad sandwich, it appears to be, and walking over, he grabs onto Missy's arm tightly, tighter than he should. Luckily, it's in an area where your sleeves will carry, will cover the bruises that will certainly be there. Any mouths with a mouthful of egg salad for you to go to your room? Dream Missy says, of course I'll go to my room. I don't want to be anywhere near you. She tries and struggles away from his grip. Um, his hand falls, uh, leaving streaks of the egg salad on her hoodie. She runs to her room as quickly as possible and slams the door as best she can behind her. You will hear a conversation, or the beginnings of a conversation, between Chuck and the police officer. And you know what's coming next. So what uh, 
how does the camera find you as your door is open and Chuck is walking in? I am hastily grabbing the backpack and shoving anything that I can find into it that I think I will need for the next few days um, and clothes um, some partially eaten snacks uh, that I can find there's there's a few few dollars uh, cash that I've wadded up and stuck in there and I am just frantically rummaging around in my room trying to get as many things as I can um, ready to go because I know I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Chuck comes in and with a couple of quick steps has crossed the room to where you are. And he rears back one of his hands. Do you attempt to get out of the way? Yes. You flinch, turning your head ever so slightly because... That's really all you have the moment to do as his large adult hand. Chuck is a overweight, balding guy that has poorly kept facial hair. He's He's got the kind of strength from a person that works entirely within the, the manual labor field. So he's out there doing uh, swords. He's out there doing landscaping. He's out there doing construction, putting roofs on things. So he has a strength to him that can only come from heavy physical labor all of the time. Gotcha. So when he hits this 16-year-old child, uh, you are quickly thrown to the ground with the force of it. And from the ground, your your head is spinning, and he just comes to loom over top of you. And in the moments before you lose consciousness from just being rocked, uh, he begins to lay into you with a tirade of how you are a stupid, worthless bitch, how you're lucky to have what he provides for you and your mother, that if not for him, the two of you would be would be out on the streets, that if all of it is all your fault. And then you are perhaps gracefully taking from the world of consciousness and are laying on your floor. Present, Missy. Yeah. What are your your thoughts and feelings? I mean, it's a normal Tuesday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If it was actually Tuesday, yes. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a normal day. Um not happy about it. And it kind of brings up uh, a lot of frustration uh, from that time where, you know, she hasn't really thought about that time for a while. Um, So having it right here play out in front of her in her mind, it's uh, it's not helping the frenzy. No, Uh, no, it is not. Even, you know, if, if she were there, I think she would try to attack and kill Chuck, but like, Again, you're stuck in this weird, almost like being underwater, slow moving. She can't get anywhere. She can't say anything. She just has to watch it all unfold and feel the feelings. And that's not fun for Missy. That should be very fun for anybody. It shouldn't be fun for anybody, no. When, when the memory doesn't fade 
at just because you were knocked out, leaving you to to wake up later. Um, what is your your thoughts in that situation? As now your memories continue where they had left off after being laid out, that you're waking up on the floor of your room, and you get to see that the the posters the little bits of personalization that you were able to put into what is your one haven here have been ripped off the walls and thrown around and just an absolute mess has been made of your room. Uh, President Missy, I, I think at that point begins to slowly, like I think it comes to her mind that she knows what night this is. She she remembers this one because she was really mad that Chuck destroyed all the stuff in her room. That was hers. It was the only stuff she had, and he ruined it. Uh, and I think uh, I think President Missy knows starts to see what this what this night what she knows the night she knows what this memory is, and I think that is just now creating some fear and anger as well. From memory, Missy, as you get up on the floor, which is probably not the first time you've woken up on the floor, what's your next plan of action? As I wake up, I can see that he has pretty much destroyed the last salvages of my room. Uh, There's not much left um, attached to the walls. The things that I cared about, that kind of I've scavenged along the way, have been pretty much decimated. So I go through first I stop to listen to see if I can still hear him out in the in the other room. Um it's been pretty quiet. So I quietly pack my things um, as much as I can. I go through the um couple purses that I have to make sure there's nothing else um extra that I've left behind in the purses that I nabbed previously um, and I grab things I do one more glance around my room to make sure there's nothing that I can't live without and I make a line for the door cool do you want to give me a uh, what's an awareness roll is a kind of like a perception roll to see what you can hear or think of or here at work. Uh, see, I can go to take your hunter off for the moment. Make a quick note. Missy was hunger three. Not letting you get out of it easily. You can hear the TV is on downstairs. It is playing a sports uh, broadcast. Not necessarily like the broadcast itself, but um, a bunch of rich talking heads talking about what had happened on the last game. Kind of like a, well, I guess kind of like a CNN or a sports center. Um, talking about things that are just so mundane as though nothing strange or unusual was happening today. You can hear that your mother is awake because you can hear other sounds moving around down there, not specifically um, any conversation between them. Is there anything you want to do before trying to make your escape? Or have qualifying or clarifying questions? I want to just go. I want to 
try to get out without being seen or noticed and grab my bag and get out. Sure. That would be a uh, a stealth plus dexterity roll. Cool. The back door is probably one of the few places in this house that has been, well, not well-maintained, but its level of uh, sport. But the way that it has not been maintained is actually to your benefit in that it doesn't have a heavy clicking lock on it, that it doesn't have chains that would normally pull it closed to generate extra noise. As you slip out into the darkness of the night, where are you going? I'm going to get out of my present neighborhood as quickly as I can. Um, I don't think I really know where I'm going. I just start walking. Just walking to put as much distance between me and that place as I can. Sure. Present Missy, you know where this is going. You know where you're heading. Where are you heading? Where do you end She's up? She's going to go where she always goes. She's going to go see her friend Cal. Yeah? And where yeah. is your friend Calvin usually at? Calvin's uh, in, uh, well, you know, he's homeless and all. So you find him on the streets. But there's a, a specific alley uh, that he kind of sets up a little a little spot that's his. So heading over there. It's uh, close to um, Oak Street, but it's just like like around the corner next to that um, that state farm insurance agency that's right there, that alley that's right next to that office. He's like halfway down the alley by the dumpster. Sure. Yeah. And as you arrive in this space looking for your friend, your perhaps one friend, what does he look like in this past rendition? Uh, he's mid... Uh, in this rendition, he is mid twenties, like, well, probably more like twenty six, twenty seven. Uh, he is African American. Uh, he is um, thinner. You could see he was probably once like athletically built because he was in the military. But now that he's been on the streets, not being able to eat very much, he's kind of lost a little weight and a lot of the muscle tone, and kind of just looks a little, you know, skinny, underfed. Um. He has a bunch of layers uh, of clothing because uh, he usually has to wear most of what he owns. Um, what else? He doesn't have a car. He gets that later. But that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a very nice, uh, sweet face. Probably why he does well on the street. People giving him money. He's just, he's just like really nice. And he's probably Missy's only real friend at this time in her life. Does he keep himself clean shaven somehow? Is that something that he does or Yeah. He's got a little toilet. You know, you can go down to the mission and you can like shower, shave, you know, for hygiene and that. Yeah, he does that. Like, well, maybe twice a week he can get that done. Uh tonight though, uh or today, he looks like uh he might have gone and shaved yesterday, but it's starting to come in today. A little rough. A little stubble. Five o'clock shadow, a little, a little five o'clock, yeah, little, maybe maybe like a nine o'clock shadow at this point, because mm-hmm. it is definitely nighttime now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Does he do anything as part of his panhandling and homelessness? Does he have an instrument? Does he do anything along those lines? 
no, no, no. He has the piece of cardboard that says he was uh, in the military and served for the country and now lives on the streets. Anything helps. And then, you know, goes to the mission and they feed him. And so he can get by. It's not great, but he get by. And then Missy, you know, whenever she goes out, she usually, you know, shoplifts something at the grocery store that the both of them can eat. Have you already shoplifted something at this point when you've gone to talk? No, to no, no, because we left the house in a rush and went straight here. We're upset. So just no some, food. Some sale snacks, maybe, that you maybe. had in your go bag. Maybe. I don't know. Pass Missy, are those stale snacks still in our go bag, or did you eat them one night? I still have the snacks. Uh, there's a few, um, a few cookies, a half-eaten granola bar, um, a bag of beef jerky. And um, some Ruffles potato chips. Is it a fresh bag of potato chips, or is it like one you've already opened, and so now they're still kind of stale? They're a little stale. Um, it's a big bag, but, you know, it's it's been kind of crushed up a lot because it's been in yeah. the bag. They're so mostly like, air anyway. Yeah, it's like potato crumbs. And, uh... Calvin is is sitting there on the ground. He's got his sign. He's just kind of trying to look happy because looking like you're in a good mood or something like that can really help make people want to approach you as opposed to looking miserable. And this is where he sits as you approach him. Uh, He sees you coming. He doesn't move to get up or anything because like he sees you. He knows that you're coming to him because nobody else does. But it's one of those things of like you don't want to get up too quickly and have somebody think, oh no, the, the homeless guy's going crazy on him. But he will see you and he will notice that you look probably worse than ever considering you just had your world rocked and are uh, I don't know how much of your stuff you're carrying. Is it more than you usually carry? Is this like a a school bag and a purse and a like second purse of stuff, or is this traveling light? I have my backpack as full as it will go. I have a few things tied onto it, dangling off the backpack. Um, I have an extra uh, sweatshirt that is um, kind of tucked between backpack and me, um, and I'm also carrying uh, one of the purses. Uh, that I nabbed previously, um, stuffed with as full of, of my things as possible. This very clearly looks like the the big one, the real deal. Yes, yep. I, I got what I needed to get out, and I don't plan on going back. Cool. He will... He'll take this in. This is something that... Well, I, I guess let me ask present, Missy, of... How have these conversations gone in the past with Calvin about you talking about running away for for real? He always says, no, I should stick it out. Wait till I'm 18. I'm lucky that I have a bed and a roof, and that's good. You don't want to live on the street. He's always saying that. He's like, yeah, you got to take a few hits, but you could do it. You're tough. It's good to have a, a room, so you should keep it as long as you can. You don't want to live on the street. It's too dangerous, blah, 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 blah how wrong he was. Almost makes you wonder whether or not that's the, the frenzy talking or mm-hmm. everything else. Hmm. Calvin can see that things are 
things are extra bad, and he will begin to clean up his area with his meager possessions because now it's going to be uh, he's going to be heading somewhere. It's going to be not sitting here on working, as you would put it. But um, as you approach, he will start to stand when he realizes what's going on and move off to the side so he's more out of the way. But he doesn't say anything as you approach, leaving it to you to make the first uh, first move. Memory Missy is going to just approach him and slump down on the ground next to him where he was standing. He'll crouch down next to you. Um, no, come on. We can't do this here. And he's going to try and help you get up. He's He will take any bags that you will let him shoulder. I will get up and insist on carrying the bags myself and he's follow not, him he's forever. Not, yep, he will not fight with you with this. He, he gets it. And the two of you start to walk. Uh, and present, Missy, you know where this walk ends. Where are you guys headed? There's a a park, like a you know, like a kids park. And at this late at night, there aren't any stupid kids there. But a lot of other people, the the that little the kids street gang that Missy is friends with as well, uh, they kind of hang out there. So we're probably walking there to hang out with other people. Memory, Missy, do you have anything you want to say to Calvin as you're on your road here, on your walk? Because he's not going to press because he can see and he gets it. I'm not going back. It can't he make just, me. He just nods. He's like, I, I get you. I get. I, we can, we can talk about options. We can talk about what we're going to do. He's looking very nervous as this adult African American man walks with a young white girl, and the optics of that. Tell me about this park you end up at. It's a yeah. All right, it's a quiet park. Um, there are a few streetlights. Uh, one is burned out, but the others are um, lighting the majority of the park. There's old, old schoolyard type um, equipment. There's a swing set with four swings. There's a slide. Um, there is a area go round that's a little bit off center um you can tell that it was it was brightly painted before but the paint has has chipped um but it still works there are um a few few kids uh on the swings um they also look like they're probably street kids um they're just kind of talking and joking to to one another um but other than that it's it's pretty be quiet. And takes you over to one of these benches and starts to more or less do some first aid. Not that you can really do first aid very well when you don't have bandages or really things to, to clean up with. But he tries to do the best that he can in tending to your wounds. I tell him thank you. Um, that he doesn't have to worry about me, that I'll be okay. So, well, Maybe there's. He goes into his bag and he pulls out a little bottle of some cheap 
alcohol. And he dabs a little bit of it onto a, a rag of part of a shirt that was uh, part of a shirt that had gotten too bad to be worn, but was still, you know, fine for rags or to uh, clean things up. It's stained. It's kind of a mess, but you know, you make do with what you have. And he dabs on there, and he goes to d- try to disinfect the cut underneath your eye from where you got punched in the face. I am going to attempt to take the bottle and drink it. Uh, I'm okay with this. I don't think that he would really uh, fight you on it because of the situation. It burns. This is cheap shit and not good cheap shit either. This is the kind of stuff that you drink just because you you need to be warm inside. Uh, present, Missy, is this the first time you had alcohol? No, she's had beer. This might be the first time hard alcohol. But she's had beer before. It, It's not great. Mm-hmm. It burns all the way down. All the way down. <laughs> and as as it burns, he will ask you, like, do you, what do we, what happened? Well, Chuck just beat me for the last time. And he ruined my room. He ruined everything that I, that I had, that I, that I have it. And all I could do was just fill my bag and get out. I don't ever want to see him again. I don't ever want to smell him again. I don't ever want to be near him or that place. I just, I can't go back. What about your mom? What about June? What do we do about her? She did nothing. I... I mean... I don't know why she's with Chuck. He's such trash. And... I mean, every day is just hell with him. But... I mean... What do I know? I mean, I just... She's... Either drunk... High, gone, and I don't know when I'll see her. If I see her, I mean, if I do, she'll be in any condition to to do anything. If she's sometimes, sometimes it's good. Sometimes she she tries to get things together, but especially with this last guy with Chuck, it's. It's just miserable. What are present Missy's thoughts? Uh, present Missy is just sitting here going, oh my gosh, how stupid was I to even think June doesn't give a shit about me. June doesn't give a shit about Missy. June doesn't give a shit about anything but June. June never, June didn't want to be a mom. June doesn't care. June, I, I'm sure it was probably days before June even realized I ran away. And to sit here and listen to Memory Missy talk about how, well, you know, she might try or she just hasn't really, you know, she just can't do it. She tries to make the, she doesn't try to do anything but get high. That's it. And Chuck isn't, Chuck is just the latest guy here that helps her do that. There's no, she doesn't think about anyone but herself. 
So now I think past Missy was a bit of a sucker and a little too sympathetic to poor old June. President Missy obviously knows better. Yeah. Yeah. That's why President Missy continues to pay for her rent and watch over her. Damn it. President Missy's a sucker, too. It's true. Damn it. (laughs) What are vampires if not hypocrites? Right. Uh, Somehow this is Jimmy's fault. Probably. Yeah. After cleaning you up a little bit, the little singing burns of the alcohol, he doesn't take the bottle back from you. He lets you hang on to it, which I don't know how much memory Missy knows of the cost of alcohol and how Calvin's finances are, but it's not exactly something that he has on the regular. Memory Missy will put the lid back on, but still hold on to the bottle tightly. Just kind of in, just kind of in your lap, just kind of. Yeah. You will recognize it as a brand that your mother has been known to drink. You've seen it in your kitchen. You've seen the bottles in your trash. I'm going to throw the bottle the closest object to me, which is the slide. Kind of smashes, goes everywhere. Calvin flinches the loud ringing of that terrible sheet metal sound that slides have when you get hit with things. Uh, makes him flinch. Missy, Missy, come on. Uh, he will go to pull you into a hug. I will try to hug him and just collapse. And just dry heave sobbing. I won't speak. I'm just on the ground, holding on to him, just trying to breathe. And he just told you he doesn't try to, to say anything to you. And your weakness is on full display for present Missy. Who is just staring at her disgusted. Just disgusted. This is this is just ugh. if she if if she just could have been stronger. Just been stronger. Just take it. Just just take it. But no, you're gonna sit here and be on the ground crying. <sighs> Pathetic. Pathetic. We'll jump ahead a couple of minutes with this hug, and Calvin will at some point stop. Like, oh, I should go. I'm going to go clean that up. There's kids play here. I don't want them getting cut on glass. I'll be right there. And he points over to where the bottle broke. It is the 21st of August, 2022. This is, uh, I should really start coming up with snappy titles beforehand. Uh, this is Missy's Terrible, No Good, Bad Memory. Uh, how do I want to do this? It's a bit plagiarized, but it's a good title. <laughs> um, I'm not doing a, a thing. What do we want to call Dream Missy? When I refer just to dream just, Missy. Because no. <laughs> she's a dream. Or is she? No. Well, she is a dream that is living in a nightmare, like Alice Cooper once said. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
note to future self episode title welcome to my nightmare there you go oh got it yep (laughs) got it we always get there sooner or later (laughs) yeah it always happens All right, we will we'll start off with Missy and then fade back into to Dream Missy. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, on the little character sheet, there is an athletics button, and you can click that, and when it pops up, you can select Dexterity. So we're going to see how badly he fucking lays you out, because he's probably about to lay you out. Because I just rolled six dice for abusing a minor and I got successes on all of them and I crit. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not seeing the pop up. Uh try moving the character sheet around it may just be okay. like buried behind it. And if not I can just do it or I can just knock you the fuck out. I could hit the button too. Not quite. That so under skills on the first page of the character sheet, do you see all the little dots where you see athletics? I see a calendar. I see. No, no, no. You have to open the character oh. sheet. So go to the second icon, the journal icon, open Missy's character sheet. There we go. And scrolls to skills on the character info skills and then athletics. There's a little dice icon. Click that and then hit select dexterity. Dice icon. I see basic roll, dice roller, basic roll, advanced roll. On the character sheet. I just see Jupiter. Do you see the... I'm just going to hit it. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. Don't be. It's okay, it's okay. We should have gone through this so you knew where everything was. It's our fault. It's Bams' fault. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Let's not go that far. Oh. Oh. Where did it get laid out? This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.